If you're online, you're in the sanctuary, you're at True Words, just come on in, find your spot, begin to get ready. I'm going to invite these elder and deacon nominees to step up here onto the platform. Uh, this is an annual congregational meeting. Uh, our church government requires we do this every year about this time. And so what you see behind me walking up are the elder and deacon uh, nominees. This process began back in May when the session developed a nominating team and been working all the way through, I guess, late September to where these final names were approved. And what you see behind me on my left are the elder nominees. Uh, these are the ones who climbed the tree with the, set, with, the, with the staff saying, God, where are you taking us? And two and a half years ago, it was now one more. And here we are going in that direction. Uh, the deacons over here, over my right shoulder to your left, uh, they are the ones you see every weekend. They are the kind of the face of the church. Uh, they welcome you. They help you feel comfortable. They take care of the facility, lock and unlock, and just things behind the scenes that you do not even see. And so these are the elected lay leaders of your church. So we need to do a couple of things right here. Uh, people rotate on for three years, and they rotate off for three years. Uh, but we have an anomaly this year. At the beginning of this year, Paul Keese, who was elected this time last year as an elder, uh, he resigned to become a staff person, uh, to lead the Now One More campaign. You cannot be an elder and be on staff at the, at the same time. So you elected him. You have to accept his resignation. So here's the first act of business. I entertain a recommendation to accept uh, the resignation of Paul Keese as elder. Is there a motion? Is there a second? All in favor, aye. aye. Motion carries. Kirk Trimble has been nominated to complete Paul's uh, three-year term. So he has two years left. Karen Harris is the other elder representative. She is not here. Um, so these are your, all of your, your deacon and your elder nominees. And so now the next motion is to that we make a motion that nominations cease and we proceed to elect by acclamation. Is there a motion? Is there a second? Okay, all in favor, aye. aye. Y'all are going, what in tarnation are y'all doing all of this stuff? And we're just going along with you. You need to know this is the appropriate procedure for our denomination, just Robert's Rules of Order. And now we come to the most important final part, and that's to elect these uh, to serve in terms of service. And so Stephanie Perry and Larita, uh, we say thank you. To Nate, to Kevin, and to Kirk, we say thank you. And to Karen, who has said yes, we say thank you. And so all in favor of saying these are our elder deacon nominees, three-year terms, say aye. aye. All opposed? Their wives and spouses say no. Uh, would you please stand for the prayer? God, we thank you that in your church, you say, I am building my church. I am building my church. And I'm building upon women and men who have heard the call to serve, to lead and to serve in particular roles of using their gifts and their talents to build your church. And so, God, today with Thanksgiving, uh, we celebrate your call not just upon this body, but upon the call of each of us for a unique role in the building of your kingdom. And so we pray for these who have said yes, you would pour out your wisdom, pour out discernment, 
just empower their gifts through your Holy Spirit. You would give them the strength and the courage and the faith to lead and serve you well as you build your church. And God, this weekend of Thanksgiving, most of all, we give you thanks for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name that we worship. And all God's people said, amen and amen and amen. Now let's lift our voices together as we sing. Give thanks to our God. Sing together. This is the day that you have made. Whatever comes, I won't complain. For all my hope is in your name. And now your joy awaits my praise. Come on, let's give him thanks. Sing it out. I give thanks for all you have done. And I will sing of your mercy and your love. Your love is unfailing. Lord, I am grateful. Thank you, God. Sing together when I was down. When I was down, you brought me out. Set my feet on higher ground. So here I stand. You are my God. Your faithfulness, my solid rock. blessings you've poured out in our lives. So we turn it back on you and lift your name this morning, God. And as we lift our hands, the heavens open, heavens open. So let our lives declare the love our God has spoken over us. And as we lift our
Can we give him some thanks this morning? God, that's why we're here is to bless your name. And God, for everyone in this room at True Worth, watching online in the sanctuary now, God, I know that not everyone is in a place where it's easy to say thank you. So I pray that even in the time of the battle, we can't see the victory ahead, Lord. You would remind us, God, how great you are and that we could give thanks even in the storm. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. No, he never will. My God will never fail. And I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. There's power in his name. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. No, I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends. Come on, do you know this morning? Cause I know how this story So help us turn over our battle over to you. Because we know if you are for us, nothing can stand against us, God. So we claim that this morning. Come on, let's sing together. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Sing it again. You take, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. God, you turn it. Turn it for good. Oh, it's all for my good. 
celebrate not just what you've done, God, but who you are, because you are good. God, you're awesome, you're mighty, and you're amazing. So that is why we thank you today, God. And we thank you especially for your son, Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice for us. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Come on, one more time. Can we just give him some praise? Let's thank you, God. You may be seated. Hey, good morning, church. It's great to see you guys, those of you online at True Worth in the sanctuary. Uh, thank you for being here today. And uh, before we uh, do anything else, I just I want to invite you this morning into a different sort of an experience. We're going to be breaking the mold just a bit on what we do in worship. And, but it's all centered around this idea of thanksgiving, of gratitude. And so that's really what we're going to be talking about today. And since we're talking about gratitude, I, I would be remiss not to mention just how thankful I am for all of you in light of what we all got to experience 
last weekend on our commitment weekend. It was such a powerful weekend in the life of the church as, as we all came together and uh, we're on this journey, this now one more journey. And people have been asking about it and, and the journey's not over. We're still on the journey. We're still, we're still pushing forward. And so uh, those of you that were gone last weekend, if you didn't have the chance to participate last weekend, you will today as a part of our normal offering at the end of the service, we have commitment cards in the chairs in front of you. And so at the end of the service, if, if you so desire, I would invite you to take part then. Um, we have a, a number of things to be thankful for here in the life of the church. And so what you've got in your worship guide are these little pieces of paper. What I would invite you to do at some point today during the service, write down a prayer or a statement of thanksgiving. And then as you leave today, you can uh, drop them off in the doors. There'll be people out there to collect them on your way out. And one of the other things that I'm thankful for is for the gift of music, the gift of uh, getting to hear good music. And so because of that, I've invited some of my good friends who are also really good musicians to come up here and join us. This is Joe and Jeremy. They, um, they've been here for a long time, but I, I, I venture to guess most of you have never heard them actually speak. So Joe, say something. <laughs> Hello, good morning. <laughs> good job, Joe. You did good. <laughs> Not too bad. Jeremy, say hi. Howdy. I've been practicing that all morning. <laughs> so you guys have been here for a while. Uh, Jeremy, when, when did you first start here at Pathway? Uh, it was the summer of 2002, so that was 17 years ago. Wow. And Joe, how about you? Uh, it'll be 20 years in February. So 20 years. Yeah, I started in, I think, February 2000. Wow. So we, we have a, a number of musicians that have been a part of our praise band for a long time, but these two represent the longest tenured members of our worship band, and believe it or not, they are why I'm here. Uh, we all played in a band together when we were in college, and the church needed a guitar player, and I was already playing with these guys, and they, they were a big part of, of bringing me here. And so you guys have been here for a while. And it was a little bit of, you know, hey, we're playing late on Saturday night. We want to make sure you're getting up early too. So. <laughs> and I would say in turn too, because Chris is the one who initially invited me to Pathways. So without these guys, Chris and I, neither one of us would be here. So, so you. you see the power of invitation. You see why it's important to invite people, right? Okay, so you've been here for a long time, uh, many, many seasons of the church. As you think about that, what, what are some of your favorite memories about, about your time spent here? Now, I think, you know, obviously all of the musical opportunities and, and the fact that the, there's a high caliber of musicianship, but also the invitations and challenges to do different things, to play different instruments, to perform in different styles, uh, even to act occasionally, which I don't know where Andrew got the idea that I could act, but he threw that down. And a few years ago, we made that video, the behind the scenes with the band, kind of a parody of The Office. And that was a lot of fun to put together and have everyone kind of show a different side of themselves. And one of the reasons that that's such a fond memory is I took that home and I showed that to my daughter, but I didn't quite set up the context. And so after Andrew smashed the guitar, you know, as a joke <laughs> in the video, she said, man, your lead singer was so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, so as far as she knows, we were just pretending. That's right. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Joe, what about you? Uh, a favorite memory of mine, uh, about 18 years ago, we had some uh, members, uh, musicians in the band abruptly stop playing with us, and, uh, and there were some Sundays that were pretty uh, rough to get through, and there was maybe me and Tanner and maybe Sherry Seacrest, 
maybe, and any singer we could rope into, <laughs> trick into singing with us. And there was, I don't know, the way I remember it, seemed like several months of that. May have been a couple weeks, I don't remember. But uh, I just remember thinking, this thing is going to be fine. You know, and these, these people are going to make this thing happen uh, regardless of who, who stays or plays. So that's a, that's a favorite memory of mine. So you guys play in a number of bands. Like, you don't just play here at the church. You play in a lot of bands and outside. Of speaking of that, a lot of bands outside of here. Uh, just out of curiosity, outside of the church, what's your favorite band to play in? <laughs> Since well, the four of us are up here right now, I'd love to know. Well, Andrew, I've got to say, my favorite band is the one that I play in with Chris and with Joe, and we're a trio. Yeah, we just started it. <laughs> Brand new. It's the first time hearing of this. <laughs> Got rid of some dead weight and... Uh... Wait, wait, who sings? That's the question. Because either I'm, way, it would be pretty entertaining. I'm like Phil Collins back there on the drum set. Oh, okay. just going like that. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> okay, so let's let's regroup here. When you, you play in a lot of you play a lot of bands, you play you've played in other church bands as well. So I'm going to throw a couple of questions. Just pick one answer. What is it that keeps you coming back so many years? Or when people ask you about what it's like to play here, what do you say about us uh, outside? And uh, what what makes this place unique? When I, when I first started playing here, I was talking to one of my mentors, um, one of my you know, musical people that had, had brought me up and had taught me a lot. And I said, hey, I'm playing, I'm playing this church gig, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. And he said, okay, what are the two things you're getting? And, he was, and I was like, what? He was like, well, you know how the old saying goes, you know, spiritual fulfillment, fellowship and friendship, musical skill, pick two, because that's the best you can hope to get out of the typical church gig. And that was a kind of cynical response and having played at other churches, I have experienced that, um, you know, where there's something missing. And one of the reasons that I like playing here is because I do get all three of those experiences. I'm not left wanting for anything, any kind of fulfillment. Joe? Yeah, I would second that uh, and just say that anytime I'm looking for someone to fill in for me on drums or something like that or trying to talk someone into to, to playing guitar or something here, um, I usually tell them this is the best case scenario of organization, musical skill, ability, dedication to making it sound good on Sunday morning, and doing it for the right reasons, and the vibe is right. And I played at a lot of churches where that's not the case, to put it lightly. Um, but yeah. Very cool. So uh, and you've already kind of hinted on this, but just to make it clear, uh, one final thought. What when you think about this place, what are you most thankful for about Pathway? I'm thankful for friends like you, Chris, that, uh, that know exactly where my comfort zone is <laughs> and then ignore it. Uh, 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 That's good. No, I'm thankful for just the camaraderie of the, of the musicians and, the, you know, um, everyone at this church, but especially musicians, the jokes. Yeah. We have a lot of laughs, as you can tell. Um, it's just a great, great place to spend a lot of my life, apparently. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm grateful for the, the congregation and the leadership, everyone having, uh, no one having delusions of perfection. Um, I've, I've been to other churches where, uh, you know, it's, it's like that old cliche about the, the Southern saying, oh, bless their heart, that that's not a nice thing to say to someone. And that's, that's kind of the vibe I've gotten from other church leadership or members where it's like, oh, oh, hmm. 
Um, and I've never gotten that here uh, from any of the attendees, from any of the leadership. No one pretends to be perfect. We're all on this journey. And because of that, that translates into two things. That translates into kindness for everyone uh, because you're not judging them. You're trying to help them. And it also translates into comfort. Uh, I, I feel and have, I feel like I could and I have, come to pretty much anyone here with a challenge or a struggle I'm having and not have to tiptoe around it or dance around it, but just be completely honest and get support in return. Yeah. So uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but one of the things that I'm thankful for is that when I come here, I know, I know the quality of the music that, that I'm gonna experience and I know the quality of the musicians that I'm gonna experience. But what you all need to know is a big part of why that's the case is because of these two guys right here because they've been the backbone of our worship band for so many years. Good musicians wanna play with good musicians. That's just a reality. And so because they've been here, they've had a big part in attracting the number of good musicians that we get to uh, experience here at Pathway. Andrew, any closing? Yeah, and I would add to that in the same way that good musicians attract good musicians, good people attract good people. And so just the honor, it's been an honor to play with you guys and be a part of you guys, but also do life with you. And our whole team as a whole is so close. There's a lot of relationships that, that are a part of that. And it's just, a, and you guys kind of are on the forefront of that being the backbone of our team, not just musician-wise, but also just being the long-standing members who have helped hold our team together in a lot of, a lot of different ways. So thank yeah. you guys. So on behalf of Pathway, thank you guys for, for continuing to bless us with your music, musical skill and, and with your friendship. We're thank grateful you. to be here. Awesome. Thank you guys. She says, two years ago, my aunt forgot the turkey and my cousin forgot the desserts, so our Thanksgiving dinner was just different kinds of potatoes. So yeah. Abby, I cut these for your soup. Are you excited? Obi, is that how you're cutting the carrots? I thought you were using this knife. That are in the oven. Look at that. We got stuffing. There's uh, Mexican cornbread under that cover. We have uh, the famous Hawaiian. Oh my lord, there goes my phone! One year, my mother-in-law was making gravy. She poured the gravy in a strainer, but forgot to put a pan underneath to catch the liquid. Poured it all down the sink. Oh. <laughs> That's totally something. <laughs> it's pouring the whole thing down. I strained it. Yeah. He says, should have used the pie pan. Look at this photo. Oops. <laughs> That's what happened? That's a solid crust. I never knew yeah. what would happen if I didn't use that. Oh. Took it out of the pie pan. <laughs> I'm not going to let this burn in my... <laughs> I don't want to waste this good aluminum foil. <laughs>
See? Very nice. There's no problem. <laughs> she says, one year my grandmother kept complaining about the awful snacks. She was eating potpourri. Oh. <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was nice kissing her goodnight, though. Yeah. I will say, it was very, very lovely. Fresh, was beautiful. You smell fresh. great, yeah, very fresh. Oh, 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 oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watch up for your faces, please. The annual Thanksgiving fire. Real slow. Call the fire department. 911, call 911. Everybody ready? We're going to fry She says, my grandpa was making mashed potatoes when his dentures fell into them. He stared right at me and after he put them back in said, don't you tell a soul. Thanksgiving can be very hard, as you see. That's why if you ask me to bring a dish for Thanksgiving, it's going to be store-bought. That's uh, not my jam. So you saw that uh, a couple clips from Jimmy Fallon doing some of his uh, Thanksgiving fails. But uh, one of the other things that I really enjoy that he does, if you ever watch The Tonight Show, he does his thank you notes every Friday night, right? So I thought since it's Thanksgiving and we're doing a service of gratitude that it, maybe we should do uh, some thank you notes, if that's okay. So. I've had a busy week, it's been a little crazy, I'm running a little behind, so I'm gonna have to do them right now. So is it okay if I write out my thank you notes? Okay, I got about six yeses, that's enough for me. So uh, Tanner, can I get some thank you note writing music, please? Thank you. Thank you, sweet potato casserole for giving me an excuse to add marshmallows into a main course dish. Some of y'all need to cool it with the marshmallows. Thank you, Disney Plus, for allowing me to relive my childhood and reminding me how terrible film quality was in the 90s. Some classics on there. That's why I'm running behind, because I've been watching Disney Plus all week. <laughs> Thank you, smoke alarm, for waiting until I got my baby down to sleep to remind me to change your batteries. <laughs> Not my baby. I don't have a baby. No surprises there, just kind of a rhetorical collective thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, automatic soap dispenser, for giving me enough soap to last all week. It's okay, you don't have to like all of them. Gotcha. I'm trying to do that all morning. Thank you, four-way stops, for being the only race in the world to see who can stop the fastest. 
Just let the other person go. Thank you, canned cranberry sauce, for having built-in lines so I know exactly where to slice. <laughs> I might bring that to Thanksgiving. I can handle that. Thank you, daylight savings time, for making me feel like it's way past my bedtime, only to realize it's 4.30 p.m. <laughs> it's going to be dark out any minute. Thank you, picture of Jesus on Facebook, for saving me from my sins just by liking, sharing, and typing amen. <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to it than that. <laughs> Thank you, CVS receipts, for being long enough to use as a blanket in the cold winter months. <laughs> this wasn't planned, but it just was great how it worked out. I bought these thank you notes at CVS. <laughs> Pack of thank you notes, and I get this. I don't get it. A couple more here. This one's for all you Burleson natives. Thank you, Roundabout on Summercrest, <laughs> for reminding me to fill my tires with air and for bringing our community together to all hate something collectively. Can I... Can we put that one back up real quick? I got to show you. I took this picture on Friday, and look right there on the bottom right. Couldn't ask for better timing on that there. Someone uh, just yield to the person in the circle, guys. That's all it takes. But, I mean, we hate those. Here's the last one. Thank you, Rick Owen, for not only leading our church spiritually, but also being very fashion forward. And that's it for my thank you notes. Thanks, guys. Okay, but really, show of hands, who does not know how to drive in the roundabout? Wow, who does know how to drive in the roundabout? Got some liars out there. Interesting. Hey, it is so good to see you here this morning, and I need the introverts to prepare their hearts. We're going to do a gratitude exercise. Introverts, I promise we can be friends after this, okay? I'm going to give you your instructions first, okay? When I say three, two, one, go, we are going to break out into a group of four, five, or six. You can stay right where you're at. It's totally fine. Introverts, if you get up and go to the bathroom, I know you're lying. <laughs> okay, we got the doors watched. We're good. Okay, so one way that we can practice gratitude is by talking about our favorite things. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to put into practice our gratitude by talking about our favorite things. Remember a group of four, a five, or a six. True Worth Online Sanctuary, you're going to group up too. If you are online, please comment in the sections, and we have someone ready to interact with you as well. Any questions? Introverts are shooting some daggers. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Okay, you're going to get in a group of four, five, or six. Three, two, one, go. Once you get there, introduce yourself and await further instructions. Elders, deacons, prayer team, C 
small group leaders, make sure everyone has a group, please. Small groups are forming. Okay, your first question that you will answer in a group is on the screen for you right now. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? And go, talk within your group. Okay, guys, we're gonna pick up the pace. You have three questions to answer right now. They're on the screen. The first one is, what is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? What is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? And go. Let's go ahead and move to question two. Question two is, what are you looking forward to the most? What are you looking forward to the most? Answer within your groups. Moving on to our final question. Introverts are like, yes. What are you thankful for this season? Answer within your group. What are you thankful for this season? You have 45 seconds. All right, your 40 seconds are up. You may start making your way back to your seat. Hey, introverts, notice the extroverts are still talking and they probably don't even hear me. They will be the last to sit down. Everyone, check out your extroverts. See, look, we got a group back here that doesn't even hear me. I love it. Okay, guys. Why do you think it's important for us to torture you before Thanksgiving with that fun little exercise? Because, right? Honestly, gratitude is so easy to practice when there's great things happening all around us. Amen. But here's the thing about life. If you haven't already had a bad day or a season where you have lots of doubts, it'll probably come. And even in those moments, we have to figure out a way to practice gratitude. We have to figure out a way to spot gratitude even in the uncomfortable moments. Sometimes experiencing gratitude takes us getting up out of our seats, stepping out of our comfort zone, and making a new friend. Let me pray for you. Father God, we just thank you so much that as long as we are on this side of eternity, we have something to be grateful for. 
And God, in this room, we know that there are so many people that are excited to have dinner or lunch with their family this week. But God, we also know in this room, sometimes family brings tension and brings stress. So God, whether we are experiencing celebration and excitement or anxiety and worry, God, we just trust that you do what you do and you show up in the middle of all of it. And no matter what, we have something to be thankful for. We love you. Amen. Well, congratulations, everybody. You survived that exercise. I know you introverts are go probably going crazy now. Raise your hand if you're an introvert. That was kind of a joke. Introverts don't like raising their hands. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, thank you for uh, being a part of this different experience today. Uh, I, I love this time of year for a number of reasons. I love Thanksgiving for a number of things. That The weather is nicer uh, for all of you, all of my fellow hunters out there. This is our favorite time of year. Uh, but one of the main reasons why I love this time of year is because everybody just seems to be nicer. They just seem to be nicer as they reflect on things that they're thankful for. And so why is this so important? Why is Thanksgiving, why is gratitude, why is this so important? Well, I think it's important because when we come together, this, this, this communal experience that's when we experience gratitude. Gratitude is very much a community experience. And I would go even further to say gratitude is one of the best ways that God uses to actually build community in the first place. And it's why almost every week you're going to find me here, whether I'm working or not, I'm going to find a way to be a part of worship every week because I think it's really important to be with other people, to be with people outside of my house, to be a part of a larger community and come together and in one voice, give gratitude, say thank you. So what is gratitude? What is gratitude? Just a couple of quick things. The first thing I would say about gratitude is, is it's a posture. The second thing I would say is gratitude is a response. It's a response to something that God has done. And then the third thing, and probably most importantly, gratitude is a choice. Now, the Apostle Paul, he, he paints a picture for us about what it looks like to practice gratitude. And he does it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He gives us three tips about practicing uh, gratitude. And the first thing he says this, verse 16, he says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. What was the second word? Always. What does always mean in the Greek? Always. It means we can always do this. It's something we can always do. Now, that first word, rejoice. Do you know how many times rejoice appears in the Bible? You know how many times? Any guesses? A lot. <laughs> it's in there a lot. I stopped counting after 200. It's in there a lot. So it's in there that much. That tells me two things. The first thing it tells me is it's important. The second thing that it tells me is that it, it's something that we need to be reminded of often. It's not going to be in there that much if we're naturally good at it. It's something we have to be reminded of. Why is that? Because we tend to be good at finding reasons not to rejoice, finding reasons why it's better to complain, or finding reasons why things could be better. But Paul says, rejoice always. And just as he told the church, he tells us today, rejoice always. Now, I'll tell you that it's going to look different. 
day to day, season to season. Sometimes rejoicing really is this happy, exuberant expression where you're, you can see the joy coming off of your face. You know, I got a new job. God is good. Rejoice always. I got a promotion. God is good. Rejoice always. Hey, I got, I got the results back from the doctor. It came back negative. God is good. Rejoice always. My spouse left me. But God is still good. Rejoice always. My mom died this year. It's going to be the first Thanksgiving without her at the table. But God is still good. Rejoice always. I lost my job. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to keep my home. But God is good. Rejoice always. You see, sometimes rejoicing doesn't appear to be happy at all. Sometimes rejoicing can just barely be heard over the tears that are streaming down your face. But here's why this is so important. When you can do that in the hardest of times, this is what you're saying. You're looking at the brokenness. You're looking at the evil, all of the darkness in your world. You're looking at it square in the face. And you're very confidently saying, okay, you've taken a lot from me. You've robbed me of a lot in my life. But there's one thing you don't get to touch, and that's my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It comes from God. It doesn't come from you. You don't get to touch it. You don't get to have it. Do you understand why that's so important? The second thing Paul tells us, verse 17, he says, pray continuously. Pray without ceasing. Now, I wonder if I asked you, hey, tell me about your prayer life. How's it going? I wonder what you'd say. I think, I think prayer could be the most underutilized practice in the church. And I get it. I, I remember when I used to struggle in my prayer life. And often what, what I'll hear from people is, I, I don't know what to say. You know, how, how do you pray? Do I say a certain word or words? Do I sit a certain way? Do I hold my hands a certain way? Do I bow my head? Do I not? I just, I don't know how to do it. So I want to simplify it for you. Prayer is a conversation. It's a conversation between you and God. And because it's a conversation, sometimes it's not about the words that you say. And can I just say, sometimes we cheapen the experience when we try to find the right words. Because sometimes there just are no words. Sometimes that conversation, it's just an experience. Rather than try to find the right words to define that relationship with God, sometimes it's better to just be still and just experience the relationship. Now, parents, grandparents, I want to remind you that one of our most important jobs is to teach our kids how to pray. Now, I know that I've talked about this before. I pray with my son every night when we lay down. But before we do that, we have this journal right next to his bed. This is his journal. And we write in there. We write down our cherry and our pit. One thing that we're grateful for and one thing that we're struggling with. We write it down and then we pray. So two Wednesdays ago, my wife and I, we got home late from our small group, and Ava was already asleep, and Aiden had just turned off the light. That was a Wednesday night. So the next night, Thursday night, when he and I sit down, I open up his journal. 
And guess what I find? On his own, without me there, without me prompting him, he pulls out his journal. And on his own, he writes down his cherry, his pit. He closes it, and then he prays. And then he goes to bed. You see, our kids, they, they pay attention to the words that we say. They do. But they pay more attention to what we do. And they pay even more attention to what we do with them. You want to teach your kids how to pray? Very simple. Three questions. You sit down with them. You say, what's one thing you're grateful for today? Second thing, what's one thing you're struggling with today? And then the third thing, what do you hope for for tomorrow? And you listen to their answers. And then you let them ask you those same three questions. And you give them your answers. And then after you've both spoken, you just say, Father God, thank you for being a God who listens. For a God who hears our prayers. That's it. That's simple. Third tip Paul gives us about gratitude. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, rather than talk about what this looks like, I think it'd be better for you to hear how this is and through, through somebody else's story. So if I, I've invited my friend Becca to come join me up here. Uh, Becca has been here. She, you've seen her. She's been here a number of times playing uh, violin or viola with us. And Becca, you got a mic? Ah, there we go. Becca, say hi to everybody. Hello. Everybody say hi to Becca. <laughs> so... Beck and I, we, we, we go way back. We, we were both freshmen together in college at TCU back in 98, and Jeremy Hull, all three of us, were actually in the same music theory class together, and that was when we all met, right? Yes. And so we've, we've known each other for 21 years now, a long yeah. time. Okay, so for everybody here, take us all back to the beginning of 2019. What was going on in your world then? Um, a lot of excitement. You know, uh, my husband and I were on able to go on a second honeymoon trip to Spain together. And um, we have three kids that we homeschool. They're um, nine, eight, and six now. And they're, um, you know, just really in an exciting stage. And we were just doing our normal stuff, normal so life. 2019 is trucking along pretty normal. <laughs> and then there's April. Yeah. What did, what did April bring? Well, um, after... A kind of a delay, you know how it is getting in to see a doctor sometimes. Um, I'd been in finally for a mammogram, a biopsy, and I was headed out to play in the San Angelo Symphony. Um, I'd just gotten in the car, I was in Weatherford area, and um, my doctor called me and said, well, your, your scan looks like you have, you know, that, that lump is malignant, but also you have um, a, a lot of bio, uh, a lot of lymph nodes that are affected, and there's also a spot on your bone, so we're calling this stage four, and um, you know we're going to start treatment in the next couple of weeks. So then I had a few hours in the car by myself to like cry and think and pray and kind of gather myself um, to be able to talk to people about it. So I want, to, I want to read something to you guys. This is actually how I got the news as well, shortly after uh, Becca made it into San Angelo. She makes a post, and this is what she says. Long post alert. The last week has been beautiful in so many ways. 
but has also brought with it the unexpected diagnosis of breast cancer. It's been a long and overwhelming week, to be sure, but what I want to say up front is how very grateful I am for my amazing family, modern medicine in general, and my new oncology team in particular. My kids and husband may not know what's in store for them, but I trust their strength and resilience. This sounds strange, but I've been waiting for an opportunity like this one to spark personal growth, gratitude, and deeper joy. An event like this has huge potential for transformative power in someone's life. And I hope and pray that I can be open to those inevitable changes and receive them with grace. For those of you with experience dealing with cancer, I would welcome your wisdom, advice, and stories. My chemo treatments should start within the next week or so, and I'll update from time to time. Thank you in advance, friends, for taking such good care of me. I'm the most fortunate of people. Choosing gratitude. You get it? You see, that's what it looks like. So that word, gratitude, that's changed a bit for you this, this, during this season. Can you say something about how it's changed? Um, now I feel like it's um, an ongoing practice. Like it's just something that that's, you're doing all the time. Yeah. It's um, an active word, like struggle um, or love, you know. So struggle... Interestingly, like it sounds like I mentioned earlier, it sounds like they worked against each other, but you say the struggle is what brought on your experience of gratitude. Yes, because God will prepare your heart before the thing happens. Yeah. You know, he, if you're listening for it, then you heard me say in my post about um, having been looking for an opportunity yeah. like this one, and that's true that I felt like I was ready to receive this challenge. So I, we haven't said this in any, any other services, and I probably should have, but I, I do want to let you all know that uh, her, her update is, is actually, her body's responded well to everything so far, and um, it's not normal that they talk about eradication in stage four, but th those are words that we're starting to hear now, and so that's, that's pretty exciting to, to hear, so... One more thing um, before we go. You talk about uh, gratitude, and you've talked about confidence. Can you, can you say a little bit about, about your struggle with, with confidence throughout the season and gratitude? Yeah. Um, I've always felt like a confident person, a person that projects a strong self-image. And as hair and skin clarity and my familiar body shape that I was used to, as those things have been stripped away this year, I just came to realize that I was depending on outwardly visible signs to, um, to make people believe that I was whole and healthy, um, spiritually healthy as well as physically. And to be a broken person to look like you're a broken person is difficult in our world. People don't want to see it. Um, but I think that when you choose to uh, be okay with it yourself, to present yourself as a joyful person in your own brokenness, um, is really 
where you can have a, an impact on other people? So uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things. I, I, I'm thankful that for 21 years now, I've got to sit front row and, and watch the gift that God has given you through violin, through viola, through music, and, and really experience that and be impacted by that in such a huge way. Uh, but more importantly, I'm very thankful that for 21 years now and counting, I've been able to call you friend, and that means a lot. Thank you for being here, and thank you for inviting us. Hey, Becca, there's a, there's a viola there, and, and you're here. It seemed like a shame for you not to uh, play a little bit. Would you mind? So, church, we're moving into a time of offering, and I want to remind us all that offering, yeah, we're moving into a time, but offering is something that we do every moment of every day. Just like gratitude is a response, offering is gratitude in action. And so this is the joy that we have as we come together. So as, as Becca does her offering, we too offer ourselves. And just a reminder that as the plates go by, if, if this is the right time for you, if, if you're ready to, to be a part of the, the journey that we've been on with now one more, this is the time. You just drop it in the plate as it goes by. But I want to invite us all as... We listen and we receive. We also give of ourselves to each other and to God as a host come forward to receive our tithes and offerings as we say thank you.
Church, thanks again for, uh, for being here today. This is, I wanted uh, these people to come up because I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I'm really thankful for this team. This is the creative worship team. I get to work with these people every week, and they help make this uh, experience happen today. And so really quick, got a mic. Bonnie, what are you thankful for? Let's go number four, number five, somewhere deep in the list. What are you thankful for today? I'm thankful for the strong women that I have in my family and two Spanish exchange students who have changed our lives as well as my sister. Very good. Cheyenne, how about you? What are you thankful for today? Let's see. I, I'm really thankful for this faith community that I get to come here and figure out how to be better, and it does not require me to be perfect before I walk in the door. Andrew? And I, uh, I'm just thankful for uh, this church family and that you've accepted me and as part of a family, and I just feel like, uh, I feel like a member of just this huge, awesome family, and I'm thankful to be here. And me, this is going to sound silly, but I am thankful for cranberry sauce. I love it. I love it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, may we all rejoice always. May we all pray continuously. And may we all give thanks in all circumstances. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.